Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettle Cast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 92-101 to loss to the New York Knicks. In the second game of the first round, the Hawks have an awesome first half and find themselves up 13, but they are unable to hold on to the lead, and the Knicks ultimately split the second game up in New York as they come back to Atlanta for Game 3. For getting that big first win up in New York, the Hawks went into game two with all the confidence in the world. They had come out, faced a raucous New York Knicks crowd, and gotten a win. Um, now they're trying to get two to leave New York up 2-0, but ultimately the Hawks would not be able to do that. They got a really strong performance from Trey Young, but after that, there are some nice performances, but ultimately the Knicks would make a big change at halftime and get a big win that keeps them in the series. I think if the Knicks had come to Atlanta down 0-2, it would be really hard for them to get into the series. But as it is now, 1-1, this is really any team's uh, series, and any team has an opportunity to get into the second round. I do think that the Hawks clearly were the better team. They did not execute, and ultimately the Knicks did get the win. But I thought there was many things that the Hawks did poorly that they can clean up and ultimately get big a big win in this first round. But let's look at what happened in this game. The Hawks came out, and although the Knicks scored the first couple buckets in this game, the Hawks had some really hot shooting in the first quarter. They hit four threes right away, including two from DeAndre Hunter, which is just so encouraging. Kind of the final step in his process had been his three-point shot. He had not had it very efficient before since coming back from injury and he had hit one in game one and it was good to see that he finally had two knocked down early in the game and the Hawks jumped out to a 27 to 20 lead they would continue to push that league in the second quarter outscoring the Knicks 30 to 24 but again we saw coach McMillan take out the starters and go with a full second unit squad and again that second unit squad did hang on to take the lead up plus one, but it is just a unit that then in the second half we will talk about. It's a unit that I just don't think is very competitive, and especially against a Knicks team that has very a very good bench, one that is very much led by Derrick Rose. It hurts the Hawks to have their starters come out and build this huge lead, and then to see that lead kind of immediately evaporate when the reserves get in. But the Hawks were able to continue to build the lead, and they went in at halftime 57-44, to 44, up by 13 points, and seemed to be in cruise control. One kind of worrying aspect of the first half was John Collins' foul trouble. He got it in two super quick fouls in the first quarter, and then as soon as he came in in the second quarter, he picked up his third foul, and he was pretty much relegated to the bench. This would come up and show itself in the rebounding. The Hawks would get out-rebounded again, 54-41. to 41, and that is another worrying sign for the Hawks just because they've been such a good rebounding team this whole season, and now they can't seem to find their rebounding legs. The Knicks, again, I will give them big credit. It has clearly been a point of emphasis for the Knicks to get onto the glass, and they did a good job of keeping John Collins, Danilo Gallinari, and Clint Capella off the glass. One area, again, this shows up, it's just the points in the paint. The Hawks were outscored 42 to 28 points in the paint. And in second chance opportunities, again, outscored 15 to 4. And in a game you lose by nine points, those 11, the big difference for in second chance points is just huge. And 
it's just something the Hawks are going to have to work on. I don't think it's just missing John Collins is why the Hawks are so poor on the glass, but the Knicks are doing a good job of getting on the glass and keeping their possessions alive. Um, it shows up another area, and the Knicks got 10 more shot attempts up than the Hawks did. The, the Knicks were 36 of 94, while the Hawks were 31 of 84. And it's just it's tough to win a game in basketball when you're getting up fewer shots than the other team. And um, again, that, that reared its head in this game. And ultimately, it'd be a really big spot where the Knicks would take advantage in the second half. But going into the second half, um, Coach Tom Thibodeau made the first move. He decided not to let Alfred Payton start the second half. He did not let Nerlens Noel start the second half. They went with Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson. And those two players, as they've done all series so far, continue to play well. Taj Gibson ultimately would be a game-high plus 23 in the plus-minus statistic. And although he didn't score that many points, he just continued to be a veteran presence for Tom Thibodeau's teams and the Knicks. And the, the Knicks would turn that 13-point deficit into a one-point lead at the end of the third quarter. They would outscore the Hawks 32-18 to and then 25-17 to in the fourth quarter. The Hawks just couldn't get into their offense. 32 points, definitely disappointing. That is not what the Hawks defense wants to get up. And again, John Collins got into foul trouble. He got five fouls pretty quick and was relegated to some duty into the fourth quarter. But the Hawks just couldn't get their offense going. But although Bogdan Bogdanovich had a pretty solid game, his three-point shot did not fall after the second half. And then Gallo, Danilo Gallinari continues to struggle from deep. And again, he hit a big one, but just has not had a big game where he's hit five threes or, you know, three or four threes. And um, it really hurts the Hawks. The Knicks started to get into it. You started to hear that crowd uh, that really didn't have anything to cheer about in the first half. In fact, it was so disappointing of a game for the Knicks in that first half. They started booing Julius Randle, but they were able to get back on track. They were able to find some three-pointers. Again, Derrick Rose really carried the Knicks. He was able to keep them in it this whole game. Um, and eventually at the end of the game, the Knicks were able to pull away. Uh, the Hawks were able to tie the game with about five minutes to go, and the Knicks outscored the Hawks 11-1 to in the final part of the game. One thing that the Hawks tend to do is they fall into shooting three-pointers. Instead of trusting their offense and getting it into big man, I think the Hawks only had one alley-oop this entire game, and it was to tie the game in that fourth quarter. Trey Young got it to Clint Capella. But Clint Capella and uh, John Collins combined for four points in this game. JC had zero points and Capella had two. And it's just going to be tough for the Hawks to rely on all perimeters players if they're bigs who have been such a source of strength for them so far. Um, don't put up anything like that. I think an area that the Hawks can you know, really focus on again is just doing a better job on the glass and not letting the Knicks get second chance opportunities. And then they're going to have to do something with their rotations because Derrick Rose continues to terrorize the Hawks. He's done very well in both of the first games of the series. Um, and I think the rotations are going to ch have to change. Nate McMillan said after the game he doesn't think there's anything wrong with his rotations. He's trying to get his players um, some rest. But for the guys to be playing about the same amount of minutes that they played in the regular season, it's just not going to get it done. The Hawks had three players in their starters, Trey, Bogdan, and DeAndre Hunter, who were all plus five, plus five in the plus minus statistic. And that doesn't speak about everything, but two, pl three players who are your starters all in the positive in a game that you lose by nine 
just really doesn't make a lot of sense and shows you how poorly the second unit has been playing. In particular, I don't think that Tony Snell has done anything for the Hawks in this series so far. He's been, He plays good defense. He's in the right position. He hasn't hit any shots. He had one three-pointer in the first game. In this one, he was 0 of 2. I don't know why he tries to go into the, <laughs> in the three-point arc. He's a good three-point shooter. He'll sometimes try to go in and take a little floater. But at this point, I would try Solomon Hill. You know, you have those two veterans. Try the other guy. Um, as good as uh, Lou Williams was in the first game, he did not have it going in this one. Lou played 12 and a half minutes. He had five points, one assist, and two steals. In this second unit, again, that has been good, whether it's been Herter, Gallinari, you know, Lou Williams has come in and won a game in the regular season. It's just not produced and certainly is not produced as a full unit against this Knicks team. And then the Knicks come in with their second unit, and their second unit is better than their first unit. Certainly scoring, we didn't even see. Again, they switched the players out. You didn't see Alfred Payton again after the first quarter. And then Nerlens Noel got relegated to the bench. And then uh, R.J. Barrett didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. So Thibodeau is over there making changes, trying to get this win. And the Hawks were up 15. They were up 15 points in the second quarter and up 13 at halftime. And they didn't even have any chance in the fourth quarter. They were tied. They never, they never had the lead in the fourth quarter. And so it's just really disappointing that the Hawks have an opportunity to go up 2-0, and they didn't, they didn't seem to have the urgency to do that. It, the starters started on the bench in the third quarter, and they weren't brought in. It felt like a long time before Nate McMillan brought in his starters, and by the time he did, it was just too late. But, you know, just a really disappointing game for the Hawks to kind of give up or not get the win. Um, looking through some of the stats, the big ones we talked about, this was a weird game, no, not a big assist game for either team. The Hawks had 17 assists to 15 for the Knicks. Um, the Hawks had 11 of their assists in the first half and only six in the uh, second half. And it was just, you know, there was not a lot of connectivity in the Hawks offense. It was a lot of like stagnation. There was a higher level of intensity from the Knicks defense, but the Hawks weren't moving the ball around. And when they were, they were getting open shots. They were 12 of 44 from the three-point line for a whopping 27%, which is just not going to get it done. And I, like I said, they sort of settled for three-pointers at the end. They tend to, sometimes when they want to dig themselves out of a hole, instead of getting to the paint, they there wasn't a big disparity in free throw attempts. The Hawks were 18 of 22, while the Knicks were 17 of 23. But the refs were calling it tight, and it felt like the Hawks could go get some more free throw attempts if they were attacking the basket, and they just didn't do it. The Knicks did a nice job of getting to the basket and getting to the free throw line that way. Another thing, the three-point percentage, the Hawks were 9 of 25 in the first half for 36%. In the second half, they were 3 of 19. It was just the the disparity between the first half and the second half was was stark. And, you know, any game that you're up 13 and ultimately lose, it's going to be that way. But it was it was just really discouraging to see the Hawks kind of let this opportunity get away. Big players for the Hawks, just as far as uh, it starts with Trey Young, played 35 and a half minutes, was 11 of 20 from the field, 4 of 7 from three-point land. It was nice to see Trey have his three-pointer working. He got to the free throw line four times, made all of his shots for 30 points. Had one rebound, seven assists, and five turnovers. The turnovers certainly killed the Hawks in this game. They had 14 turnovers after just having six in game one, and that is definitely going to be an area where they're going to have to tighten up. 
Bogdan Bogdanovich also played 35 and a half minutes. He was 8 of 21, just 2 of 13 from 3. All of his threes coming in the first half. He had 18 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks. DeAndre Hunter looks really nice. It was kind of the first DeAndre Hunter game where he's kind of he had his three-pointer working, had everything working. He was 3 of 10. All of his makes coming from behind the three-point arc, 3 of 8 there. He did get to the free throw line, which was nice. He was attacking the basket. He put Noel in some tough decision, uh, tough uh, predicaments to try to either stop him or let him get to the basket and got to the free throw line for not 11 free throw attempts where he made nine of those for 18 points and had six rebounds. At one point in the game, he'd finished with 32 minutes, but in the first half, he led the Hawks in minutes, which again, is just really good to see for a player coming back from injury him to be comfortable playing that many minutes. Clint Capella had a tough game. Two of four, only played 36 minutes, 12 of, twelve rebounds, one of them offensive, a steal, and five blocks. But on the blocks, the Hawks would have 15, no, excuse me, the Hawks had 12 blocks in this game. But the Knicks did a wonderful job, just like they do offensive rebounding, of getting their own misses and then getting back up. So while those blocks were so good, the Hawks didn't end defensive possessions with those blocks. They let the Knicks finish those possessions, and that was an area where the Knicks were able to get some buckets. And then John Collins played 15 minutes, zero points on two shots, two rebounds of steal, those five fouls. John Collins just can't get get into foul trouble like he did. Game one, one foul. This game, five fouls. If he doesn't figure out a way to stay out of foul trouble, it's going to be really tough for the Hawks. They have to rely on Danilo Gallinari if he's out, and Gallo just doesn't have the defensive ceiling that John Collins does, and while he does have an offensive ceiling, Gallo has just not been hitting shots like he normally does. Gallo played 29 minutes, had six points, just two of nine from three-point land, had five rebounds and four assists. The Hawks' entire bench was all negative in the plus-minus statistic. Kevin Herter had a really nice dunk at the end of the first quarter. It was awesome to see Red Velvet throw it down. I'm sure Vince Carter was out there watching that with a smile on his face, but Herter was, uh, had 10 points. Five rebounds, two assists, a steal, and three blocks. We talked about Lou Williams. Aneka Akongwu played six minutes, got to the free throw line, made one of his two free throws, and had two rebounds. But the Hawks bench just really did not lift the Hawks up, and they did not get a great performance from the three-point line. So that is something they're going to have to try to do as they come back to Atlanta. For the Knicks, Julius Randle had a tough first half, but would end up coming back and having a little nice second half. He had 15 points. Um, 5 of 16 shooting. He had 12 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. Bullock had 5, 15 points. He came alive in the second half and started hitting some threes. The Knicks would go 10 of 21 from three-point land in the, in the second half, um, and they would out-rebound the Hawks 30 to 14. But Bullock would have 15 points, all of his 5 of 8 from the field, 4 of 7 from three-point land. He had 4 rebounds and assists and a steal. Um, and then R.J. Barrett, 13 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. And those were the starters for the Knicks who had a real production. Then off the bench, this is what the Knicks got off the bench. They got 26 points from Derrick Rose, 11 points from uh, Alec Burks, and 6 points from um, Taj Gibson. Again, Taj Gibson, team, team high and game high, plus 23, but 6 points, 7 rebounds, 4 of those offensive, 3 steals and a block. Derrick Rose, those 26 points came on 9 of 21 shooting, 2 of 3 on his 3-pointers, 6 of 6 at the free throw line, um, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and a big for Derrick Rose, 0 turnovers. Um, finally, Alec Burks, those 11 points came on 
four of 13 shooting, one of five on his free on his three pointers, and two of four on his free throws after that huge 27 point explosion. Um, he was much cooler in this game and when finished the game with eight rebounds and two assists, his rebounding was huge. He was getting boards and putting the ball back in, but just a tough loss for the Hawks, 92 to 101, uh, a game where they seemed to be in control and then just really never got back into it in the second half. They weren't allowed, they weren't able to stop the momentum that the Knicks had in that second half, especially that third quarter, um, and it was just tough that the Hawks didn't give Trey Young an opportunity to make a game-winning shot. But they come home. They have two games at State Farm Arena. It starts Friday and then Sunday. And after that, it'll go back to New York. But the Hawks come back home with a 1-1 tie in the series. Hopefully you can get both of these games in Atlanta. And the Kettlecast will be here to talk to you after both of those games. Go Hawks! you for catching this episode of the kettlecast you can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com go hawks